Everyone loves a good love story, right? My, my parents can debate over what to put on the TV some evenings, but they can always seem to agree to whatever movie is showing next on the Hallmark Channel. Everyone loves a good love story. With Valentine's Day today and the blessing um, for married couples, which we'll have at the end of Mass today, just so you know, um, I thought we'd do well to simply consider a love story together, a love story that's worthy of imitation. Let me introduce you to two people, Louis Martin and Zélie Guérin. Louis and Zélie. Both were born in France in the 19th century. Louis Martin was born in 1823 in the town of Bordeaux, and Zélie was born 400 miles north, eight years after Mar um, Louis was in 1831. After Louis's schooling, childhood schooling, he went on to discern a religious vocation, thinking that God was calling him to be a monk, a priest monk with the Augustinian friars, in a monastery which was located in the French Alps on St. Bernard's Pass, which was very treacherous terrain. And the monks in this monastery helped travelers get through this pass. It was very cold and, and dangerous again, and they used this certain breed of dogs that were very good at helping. And that's where the St. Bernard's uh, breed was named. However, at the monastery, they didn't let Lewis stay there because... He didn't know Latin, and that was a requirement. And so he went back to his home to, one, learn Latin, but two, he also began taking up the work of watchmaking. That's Louis. Zélie, for her own part, was discerning a religious vocation after her childhood. She went to enter the convent with the Daughters of Charity of St. Vincent de Paul. But due to her respiratory issues and recurring headaches, they advised that she discern where God was calling her elsewhere. She ended up sending, settling down in a town called Alignon. And there she became a lace maker. It so happened that Zélie and Louis both settled in that same town. And one day they were individually walking through town, across a bridge, towards each other, and met for the first time in 1858. Zaylee would later write that in that moment of meeting Louis, she heard in her heart a voice seemingly coming from the Blessed Virgin Mary herself, saying, this is the one that I have prepared for you. They got married three months later on July 13th of the year. Louis was 34 and Zaylee 26, a little bit older at the time to get married. However, they would go on to have nine children together. With his watchmaking skills and her lace-making business, they actually did quite well for themselves. But importantly, in town, they were known as being very charitable, known for their lives of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Louis and Zélie had a small prayer room in the attic of the house where especially Louis would go often regularly for silent prayer up to the attic. The children were certainly welcome up there, but only if they too prayed 
with him. The Martin family regularly welcomed the poor to their home to give them food, and they gave money to the homeless. Their life showed that they had first fallen deeply in love with God, and then had fallen in love with each other. And they knew that if they didn't continue to love God in the highest place, then their love between one another would be out of order. They had their share of tragedy as well. Four of their nine children actually died, either when they were infants or before the age of five. But they would often speak to their five remaining girls about their siblings in heaven who are praying for them. Zaylee passed away at the age of 41 from cancer when their youngest child, Therese, was five years old. Louis would soon retire from the watchmaking and go home and stay home to be a full-time dad, along with the help of some of his family to raise the girls. Louis and Zaylee, we said, lived the maxim that St. Paul presents to us in the second reading today. St. Paul said, so whatever you eat, whether you eat or whether you drink or whatever you do, do everything for the glory of God. Do everything for the glory of God. For them, this included the cooking, the shoveling, the playing, the praying, the teaching of the children, the fishing even. Lewis was a trout fisherman. All can be done for the glory of God if it's done out of love. St. Paul also says that we must not seek firstly our own good, but that of others, that they may be saved, seeking the eternal life of others. This is something that the Martins surely sought after. Helping each other as spouses get to heaven was high on their minds, but that also flowed to their children. Their main goal together for their children was that they too would fall in love with God. Surely, Lewis and Zaylee made mistakes. They're not perfect. They weren't perfect, rather. In any vocation, we are going to make mistakes, going to sin and need to seek reconciliation with God and with one another. Me too, I know I've made mistakes as a priest, and I need to ask your pardon for when I haven't lived up to my calling. But as St. Paul knew and the Martins surely knew, even mistakes can be used by God for his glory. Then the question is, how do we continue to be open to that grace and God's healing and to God's divine plan? This week, um, this week I had been on a silent retreat all week up in Bailey's Harbor in Door County, kind of like a vacation just with Jesus. One thing that came up in prayer for me was, a memory of Valentine's Day in 2019. I was on a retreat that took place along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, and I was preparing, during this retreat, preparing for being ordained a deacon. I was sitting along the shore there next to one of the churches by Capernaum, 
And before me, in front of me, was a married couple who were leaning next to each other, looking out into the sea. And it occurred to me as I was praying that I was about to give my love solely to God and to the church. And so I thought, oh, wait, do do I love God? If I'm going to do that, do I love God? Do I have love to give? I think I've heard of, you know, sometimes couples who are engaged can even have those moments before getting married. Like, wait, what are we doing? Do Do I love this person? You know? After praying with that question, God gave me the grace to see that, yes, yes, I did love God. Sometimes we can, or at least I know I can sometimes, forget that we love God. Just going through the motions, you know. Our love is not perfect, but it's being made more perfect, and it's there. The fact that we're here, the fact that you're here means that there is at least some inkling of love in your soul for God, if not some great love for God in your soul. And God is still working on us to woo us over more completely to him, to welcome him more into our hearts. So the point with that here, too, is that we are all in a love story with God. The leper in the gospel surely had a story to tell. He had been following Jesus for quite some time and finally worked up the courage to go up to him, to present himself to Jesus and welcome Jesus into his life. And what a beautiful result it was. So lastly, back back to our friends, Louis and Zaylee Martin. Before Lewis passed away, he had the great privilege and honor of seeing three of his daughters give themselves to Jesus by becoming religious sisters, entering cloistered convents. Lewis and Zaylee were canonized as saints of the Catholic Church on October 18th, 2018, not too long ago. And they are the first couple, married couple, to be canonized as saints together in the same ceremony and have the same feast day, which is July 12th, the day day before their wedding anniversary. Their two other daughters also entered the convent, and one became a great, great saint, St. Therese of Lisieux. St. Therese said, God gave me parents more worthy of heaven than of earth. So saints Louis and Zaylee Martin are models of a holy family and and great patrons for married couples, patrons for families in general, and and even for single people discerning where God is calling them. We can all ask for their prayers, especially for these areas, but surely what they will pray for is that we fall in love with God. So to close, just going to present before us this meditation from the Marquette University prayer book written by Father uh, Arupe, and it goes like this. Nothing is more practical than finding God than falling in love in a quite absolute final way. What you are in love with, what seizes your imagination, will affect everything. 
It will decide what will get you out of bed in the morning, what you do with your evenings, how you spend your weekends, what you read, whom you know, what breaks your heart, and what amazes you with joy and gratitude. Fall in love with God, stay in love, and it will decide everything.